Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Montana Grizzlies last night. Winners. Three out of three now in the Big Sky Conference. They go on the road against a Southern Utah team who has looked, and we have reason to believe, is a very, you know a, a pretty quality team by Big Sky standards here so far. Eight and four coming into this game, one and zero in the Big Sky Conference. Winners of a ton of close games. They beat Nebraska earlier this season. Montana goes in there and fights and claws their way somehow, some way to a two-point win. Another huge game for Jared Samuelson. 17 points uh, in this one. Re- eight rebounds. Do I have that right or do you have any more? Do you have 21 in this game? 21 points. Excuse me, 21 points for he Jared Samuelson. Uh, so, just side note, he was credited for 17 on Monday against Sac State, but that was actually wrong. The official stats had Josh Vasquez not making a three, but he did make a three towards mm. the second part of the second half that Samson got credited for. So it was previously a season high that then was tied for a season high, but then he set a career high last night against Southern Utah. You know, in the uh, when I was in high school, uh, there was not the internet, uh, okay, basically. Back in the good old days. Back in the good old days. Uh, and the box score for a golf tournament mm. uh, that we were had me uh, with an 80 and then my uh, teammate shooting like an 88 or a 91 or something like that. Uh, they got our names incorrect. Switched surprisingly them up. there. And that's to date the greatest accomplishment of my uh, sporting career. <laughs> the 80 I didn't shoot in tournament play uh, somewhere along the line. Oh, uh, but nonetheless, uh, uh, this, is, this was an impressive win for the Grizzlies. They're on the road, and you know when people look at Southern Utah and they go, "Okay, you know this historically they haven't been great," but I think this team is better than 
Let's, let's put it like this. In this year's Big Sky Conference, I think this Southern Utah team is a contender. Okay, I think Certainly. they're a contending basketball team. And they're also a team that's won a ton of close games. With Jared Samuelson, goes seven, uh, 21 points last night, 17 for Kendall Manuel, and uh, 16 for Saeed Pridget. So the three seniors on this team really leading the way. I think all but six points for the Grizzlies were scored by those three guys. But also, these are two teams the Thunderbirds and the Grizzlies, who have found ways to win close games, especially recently, throughout the course of the season, more so than Utah, in fact, than Montana. But Montana figures it out last night. And, man, you sit here and go, you know, young team, not playing that well, look clunky at times, look like they don't know how to finish at times, and yet here we are in conference play, and they've had they've been pressed three times, and they have answered the bell three times. And we've talked a lot on air and a lot off air about Montana men's basketball because uh, until this latest football breakthrough, the best team in the state of Montana collegiately was the University of Montana men's basketball team, and there's no question. And they still remain atop that post. Montana State football, Montana State women's basketball, and Montana football are all threatening. You put you put an unbelievable stat in the read, Coulter. Forty three of the last forty nine basket conference basketball games. The Montana men's basketball team has won. That's 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 astounding. Oh, and that's including six consecutive wins at the conference tournament because they yeah. won three in a row each a of those. Forty-three and six. But they went sixteen and two before the <laughs> schedule went to twenty games, and they went sixteen and four a year ago, and then the six wins at the conference tournament, and then they're three and zero this year. So, uh, really, really impressive run by Montana, and it continues. And I think that there's so many things to look at here. First of all, I think that when teams reach the height where they are the the number one team in a conference, and you have to think of basketball on the men's side and Big Sky Conference from the conference level almost exclusively because everything else is just not really going to be a like opponent. The fact that you ever play true like opponents like Montana State, New South Dakota State this year, it happens like once or twice a year. You're either exactly. playing the Pac-12 or you're playing Carroll College. D2, yeah. Or... Yeah. I mean, Montana played Omaha. That was it. That was their only like opponent on the whole schedule. In other words, it was Montana State, Northern Montana Tech, Oregon, and Washington. Right. So you have to look at it purely from the conference level. But I think that when teams reach a certain level of ascendance, that they we start to poke holes in a lot of different things. And I do think there's uh, a, a couple major flaws in this program right now. But... In the All program of it, or in the team? In, 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 with, I think that there's a couple things that l- l- remain to be seen that they, that Travis Security staff still have to prove. And I'm I'm only poking holes in something that's been as elite as it's ever been in the history yeah, of the school. I mean, right. they've won 52 games the last two years. School record, 26 wins, back-to-back seasons. Tied the school record two years in a row for wins in a season. Back-to-back tournaments. Back-to-back assembly tournaments. Yep. This decade, they've been to the tournament five out of the last ten times. That's amazing. It's a, one of the great mid-major runs we have in the con- in the country right now going on. But I still think there's question marks in terms of of developing a quality big man who sticks around with the exception of Jamar Co. I mean, they have had a lot of young, talented players that have left the program that have not really stuck around long enough to develop. And whose who's fault is that? Regardless, what I'm getting at is this team right now, in terms of roster construction, is a long ways away from being a complete team. But the notion of knowing how to win and the mentality it takes to close out games is present throughout the whole roster. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, was a huge turning point, in my opinion, of the team at this exact moment. And it happened in just the last six days. Coming into this, I was like, man, I'm not looking forward to this Grizz season, and I'm not looking forward to the Big Sky basketball in general because there's 
a, a huge exit of talent from the last couple of years. There's not the marquee players we've been used to watching, with the exception of a handful of guys. And Montana, I knew that there was going to be a work in progress before they learned how to play with each other. And make no mistake, Monday night and last night were were horribly ugly basketball games. Yeah. But if you analyze them through the lens of watching, first of all, watching players like Jared Samuelson and Kendall Manuel embrace the opportunity and step up as leaders, and then also watching a team that has a bunch of young players playing its rotation still be able to finish games, it was impressive. Kendall Manuel, three for six last night from beyond the arc. Uh, so, you know, improvement there. Jared Samuelson, three of four. And and that is what you need those guys, especially Manuel, to be able to do. I mean, look, man, if Jared Samuelson's going to step out there and shoot four or five three-pointers a game, which he's done the last couple of nights or a couple, a couple of games, uh, that's all of a sudden a very, very major part of what this offense is. And, and no doubt. Him, him making them but also stretching the floor as – the big, really, for the Grizzlies. I mean, until until Josh Vasquez gains some more confidence to assert himself, mm-hmm. Jared Samuelson is Montana's second-best shooter. <laughs> yeah. Beside Kendall Manuel. Right. Because Timmy Falls has, has been so inconsistent. I mean, he, he really has struggled to find the mark. And I mean, Syed Pridgett is a great scorer, but he's not a good, great shooter. Right. And... I mean, Kyle Owens has proven he can step back and make some shots, but I just until the freshman emerged, That's right. Jared Samuelson's your second most reliable shooter and probably your most reliable spot-up shooter. Um, by the way, speaking of, of Josh Vasquez, 35 minutes last night, took only four shots, missed them all, also missed his only free throw. I had no, no points. Now, again, as a point guard, there's a lot more that you can do. He had a few rebounds in there and I mean, three he, assists to he, it. But he, he had a positive a assist guy. to turnover ratio, yep. which is what Travis Secure first and foremost wants yep. out of his point guard. Um Yagi Selchuk, by the way, worth noting, he did play in this game, but only six minutes was was not particularly consequential in it, but was back after having a DMP uh, uh, against uh, Sacramento State. So, you know, that's that's probably good for uh, for the Grizzlies. But ultimately, three and zero in your first you know three games in a tough schedule stretch. They now go on the road to Northern Colorado tomorrow uh, to play in Greeley, and. And it's a great start for Montana. It's been a gritty, grinded-out start. But to do that and come away with Ws, I mean, you, it's it's uh, it's impressive in that respect. And again, I, th- there's no commentary to be made about the, quote, ceiling for this team or how far they can go. There's just too much that we don't know, both about this team and the rest of the teams, frankly, in the Big Sky Conference. But you can't be better than what you are right now. And that's, I, I, if you would have asked me, are they going to be 3-0 and after 3? I said, well, probably not. Probably not. And they are. So good for them. Watching other Big Sky schools around the league, I mean, basketball, you you know on paper just removing a guy is going to, the way it's going to impact a team because guys are so impactful when they're star players. Like, you know that Northern Colorado is just going to be completely different without Jordan Davis. They just are a completely different team mm-hmm. because he dominated the ball. He's a 20-plus point per game score, the second league score in the history of the Big Sky Conference. But the thing that I think that you can never predict, and it's one of the most essential parts of college sports, but particularly college men's basketball, is the chemistry, but also when the hierarchy of leadership is passed. And Montana had the rare situation where they had multiple guys who were their go-to leaders on the court mm-hmm. for multiple years. A lot of times, it's the seniors passing it on to the juniors. And, and you know, when you have just one year or two years of leadership from that group of guys, but this group of guys, they were looking to Ahmad Rory and Michael Ogine for three years. And they had that one quintessential 
sole leader as their sole senior in Fabian Krizlovic, and they actually struggled to replace him a little bit last year. But I wondered so much just from a personality standpoint who was going to take control of this team because Syed Pridget is a first-team All-League talent. He's an amazing player. He's a great scorer. He's one cool customer, but he's not like a verbal guy. Syed Pridget kind of just does his thing. He's going to play really hard, but he's not directing traffic. Yeah. Kendall Manuel is one of the nicest and most interesting kids we've had the pleasure to cover. I love talking to him. He's so articulate. He's so smart. But he's also a passive guy just in his personality. I wondered how he was going to step up as a competitor. Well, he really struggled the first couple months of the year. He really wasn't ready for it. But then he turned a corner. And these last three games, he's been great. And you wondered how is a guy that was at Montana, left Montana, and then came back to Montana, how is he going to fit into the mix? And Jared Samuelson, now that he's back healthy, has fit in flawlessly. And you can tell because of his Grizz roots. His dad played for the Grizz. He always wanted to be a Grizz growing up. He was sort of exiled from the program, but then developed at such an incredible level that he was welcomed back. I mean, it's one of the rare stories you'll ever see. A guy basically gets demoted to the NAIA, is the, one of the best players in the Frontier Conference, and then comes back as a grad transfer yeah, and, and I, is producing. I, I think, too, to be fair, I mean, I think there was more going on than just that. I think there was oh, some... No, totally. some uh, other personal stuff. There totally. wasn't, I don't think, ever any, quote, animosity between no him doubt. and the coaching staff or anything no like doubt. that. It was no doubt. And a I've, confluence I, of things. No doubt. And we've heard that he was going through some personal stuff and all that. And it's it's actually ironic because Jared Samuelson developed at a way higher level than he ever would have. The fact that he got mm. to go to Rocky Mountain College and, and be, just play and be the yeah. man, I mean, you just get way better when you get the chance to be a 20-point-per-game well, scorer. And you talk to Coulter about him fitting in. I mean, he hasn't seen... He fit in early, but now that we've hit conference play, he has, he's been the on-court leader of this team. He has been he has been as, if not more, important to the wins that Montana's gotten the last two days than Saeed Pritchett. And so, you know, Saeed Pritchett is the best player on this team. Don't, don't you know, no question about that. But in, in any individual game, you never know who you're going to need to step up, and it has been Jared Samuelson coming through here early. Coulter, let's go over quickly here to... Uh, one more point on the yeah. Grizz before okay. we move on. You mentioned that the league still remains a mystery. Now, that's going to happen when you lose, I think, 13 of the top 18 scorers in the league graduated from a year ago. I mean, you had some of the greatest players of all time. From Tyler Hall, Montana State, to Jordan Davis in Northern Colorado. The league remains a mystery. Who's going to rise up? Yeah, I think there's literally three guys from all three all-conference teams right. that are back in the league this year. Josh Patton, year. Harold, Josh Patton at Sac State, Harold Frey at Montana State, Jonah Radabaugh at Northern Colorado. And Cy, and Cy, and, and Cy Pritchett at Montana, a, and Jarek Harding at Weaver okay, State. So five of the 16. If and then Mason the Peatling at Eastern Washington. So, But still, you lose the more, majority of those guys, including dudes like Tyler Hall. I mean, he's a four-year starter, and mm-hmm. Jordan Davis, four-year starter. And I agree that it's impossible to predict how the rest of this year is going, but I think that in terms of optimism about this specific Grizz Hoops team, the three things I saw, the 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 grabbing a hold of leadership roles and embracing them that the seniors projected the last three games, and of course, it's always a slippery slope. you got to maintain it, but they did it. I didn't know if some of those guys could actually do that, mm-hmm. and they did it. So that was a huge proving ground to me. Two is the fact that they have they have the winning mentality. I was wondering if that was going to carry over, too. When you lose epic leaders like they had from the last couple of years, Mm-hmm. Does the collective mentality of refusing to lose remain? And it does, now that they're playing familiar opponents. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the, the, this I just think that this is a team that has... Way, I, my opinion of them changed drastically over the last six days. Mm-hmm. That's all. I mean, I, I, just, I think that they have a lot more potential just because I do think that the ability 
to close out games and believe you can win in this specific league this year, they could finish a lot higher than people thought. I picked them to win it this year before I watched them play a game. And after watching what I've watched so far, I still don't know if they're not one of the three best contenders. Yeah, it's crazy. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. It's you telling the one is one or two ninety ESPN radio. Uh Coulter. Over to Montana State, who went on the road to Northern Colorado, and Danny Sprinkle gets his first loss as a head coach uh, in the Big Sky Conference. 68-59 the score, Northern Colorado uh, holding uh, holding serve at home against Montana State. Uh, Jabril Bello had 13 points and 7 rebounds, but it was Amina Adamu's night for Montana State. 26-6-4, huge night uh, for, for Adamu for uh, Montana State. But the big line here to me is Harold Frey. Five points, five rebounds, one assist. If you're wondering what happened, well, Jonah Radenbaugh happened. I mean, he, Jonah Radenbaugh is was already a first-team uh, all-conference defender last he's, he's, year. He's the big shot defensive player of the year two of the last three years. And he's the best on-ball defender in the league, He period. is phenomenal. And in a situation like this, here's the thing. There's a lot of really good players from Montana State, and and they've done an outstanding job finding guys and getting a really great mix of talent and complementary players. But make no mistake, there's one guy who makes it all go for the Bobcats. That is Harold Frey. And when you got a lockdown defender like Radaboff for Northern Colorado and you say, you got one job tonight, I don't care if you score a point, I don't care if you take a shot, I don't care if you cross half court on the offensive end, you go walk up Harold Frey. You know what? He won that battle last night, and consequently, Northern Colorado won the basketball game. Northern Colorado, just broadly, their defensive identity, they've been in the top three in the country the last two years since Jeff Linder took over as the head coach in three-point field goal percentage by their opponent and number of three-pointers attempted by their opponents. So in other words, not only are they making it absolutely as hard as possible for you when you are shooting threes, but they're also chasing you off the line and not letting you shoot the amount of threes you want, mm-hmm. period. There, no one gets 23 pointers off in a game against Northern Colorado. They just don't let you do it. They're going to give you a layup before they give you a three. And so that's their whole defensive strategy. And so then you take away the guy who can score at all three levels in Harold Frey by putting the best on-ball defender in the league on him. And then you just roll the dice and just say, okay, we're going to we're gonna take our lumps with Sam Mastin and company guarding Amin Adamu. But that's okay because if we just figure out how to make more threes than Montana State and don't let them shoot their normal number of threes. I mean, the Cats in the last couple of years have been built around the three-point shot. They right. need to make 10 or 11 threes a game as part of their offensive strategy. So when they go four for 13, which is actually not a terrible percentage, they just didn't shoot very many, but including... 
just one of three in the second half. I mean, the, the, the second half shooting percentage is the exact telling stat of the strategy that I'm talking about. The Cats shot 63.6% after halftime. They're 14 of 22 from the floor. But they only shot three threes and only made one. And they only went to the free throw line twice for four attempts. So you don't foul, you don't give up threes, and when you're up 10, you just stay up 10. And that's what Northern Colorado did the whole second half. They only shot 42% in the second half, and they only made one out of nine three-point attempts. crazy, yeah. And they still kept their lead. I mean, Montana State cut it to, I think, two with 10 minutes to go, and that was it. Then they just extended it back to eight or 10, and they just hung there for the rest of the time. So it was great execution uh, by UNC. Abina Damo had a great game with 26 points, but that's kind of what Northern Colorado wanted. They were going to give them that. It's just yeah. like when the Grizz played down there the other, uh, I guess it was last year. The Grizz, Maud Rory, Michael Ogine had nothing. Yeah. Jamar Coe gets 30 plus because they just let them dump it down, but they're chasing you off the three point line, trading threes for twos. It's a pretty good strategy in this league, and they executed really well last night. By the way, I said that he didn't even have to go play offense, but he did anyway. Jonah Radabaugh leading Northern Colorado with 17 points, very efficient 7 of 12. And then Bodie Hume with 14. Bodie Hume was the freshman of the year last year in the Big Sky Conference and uh, an, an outstanding player in this league, just a sophomore. So they got a really uh, an outstanding one-two punch, Northern Colorado does, and they're a team that's going to have something to say about this thing, it seems to me, uh, in the long haul. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get into our matches from Student of the Week, Maddie Hankinson. She is a homeschooler, a senior. Wait till you hear what she's going to do when she graduates. I'll tell you next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. Well, happy to welcome in now our mattress firm student of the week from Missoula, a senior, a homeschooler in uh, Missoula, Montana, Maddie Hankinson. Maddie, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. Maddie, we're uh, excited to have you in here. You are our first homeschooler to be on uh, the Match from Student of the Week uh, uh, portion of the show. So this is very cool, and I think a lot of people go, well, what is that? I mean, people know what it means, but you've ended up doing a ton of things as you've been homeschooled throughout your high school career, including 4-H club, working with animals, competing uh, in, in that, and also giving back to the community as well. Can you talk to us a little bit about some of the things starting with the 4-H club that you have done? Yeah, so in 4-H, I'm the president of my club, which means that I run the meetings, I organize everything, um, and then I also show horses and pigs and dogs in 4-H, and I can be in photography and baking and sewing and cooking. So being at homeschooled, do you feel like you have more time to do stuff outside of your schoolwork, or how does that whole dynamic work? Yeah, I think it really helps me because I have a flexible schedule. 
So, like, if I need to work my animals in the morning, I can, and I can just do school later in the day. Or, like, if I have to go down to Steve-I for a meeting, I can, because I can just do my school whenever. You know, if I was if I was homeschooled, I think I would uh, do my school the next day, every day. You know, that would be, that's how I would work that, a flexible schedule. That's very cool. Yeah. And Maddie, I know this is this is really awesome too, but you've done a lot of giving back, of getting things for uh, folks in the community that are underprivileged or in a tough spot, some of the homeless folks around town. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell the people some of the things that you've done, because this is not, you're not uh, oriented with any particular group or organization per se, at least when you started, it was just you saying, okay, there's some things, there's some people out there that need help and I'm going to go help them. Yeah. So I had been volunteering at the Union Gospel Mission, which is a women and children's shelter. Um, And through talking to the leaders, I kind of just figured out what people that are experiencing homelessness need most. And I just said, okay, I'm going to start collecting it. Started, you know, posting on Facebook, asking for donations, started talking to people and just gathering stuff and then handing it out. How old were you when you first realized that maybe people in your own community did need some extra help? Um, probably like twelve. Wow. Uh, what what was what was the, I mean when it dawned on you? What was that thought like? Um, that's a good question. Um, it was heartbreaking, you know. Like it's I'm really empathetic, and so it's really hard knowing that people are struggling like that, and so I just want to help in any way that I can. And so what are some of the things that you've done that you've taken it kind of on yourself to to do in the community that way? Yeah, so I fundraise sleeping bags, socks, hats, and then hygiene packs and snacks. And we just put them all together and load them up in our car and just drive around and hand them out to people that need it. Maddie Hankinson joining us. She is our Mattress Firm Student of the Week from Missoula, a senior uh, in Missoula, a homeschooler. And Maddie... Uh, this is interesting too because you you have this love of animals. You've you I know you've done a lot with horses, with some pigs, and various other things. But your love of animals is now taking you abroad when you finish up school. Tell the people where you're going and what you're going to be doing. I'm going to Thailand to work on an elephant sanctuary, working on land conservation. Where and how did you get connected with that? So it's through Global Leadership Adventures, um, which is kind of like Peace Corps for high schoolers. Okay. And, but um, also, and one of my friends went on a trip last summer with them. And, I mean, you got to be just tremendously excited not just to go uh, to another country into Southeast Asia, but also to be working with, uh, I believe it's the biggest land uh, animal that we got on the <laughs> earth, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm super excited. I love animals, so I cannot wait. Well, Maddie, thank you very much for joining us. It's awesome what you're doing. We appreciate all the givebacks uh, that you've uh, taken it upon yourself to do. That's really awesome uh, impetus on your part to do it. And, and uh, all the best to you as you go to Thailand and, and work with the elephants and the land conservation there. That's fantastic. Thank you. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. 
At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Let's jump off here with our Prep Extra segment. It is brought to us by the Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. How about this? Billings Central Catholic beat Billings Senior last night. 51-50, Coulter. I mean, that is, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's, it's, it's an upset, certainly, when you talk about divisions and sizes of high schools and all that, a very impressive win for Billings Central Catholic. I mean, that's unbelievable. The reigning Class A champions, they have a lot of talent back still, even though they're trying to... That's not unbelievable. It's not unbelievable, but it's it's impressive. Anytime it's, you step it, up and get a double A school. It's definitely impressive. I think that, uh, you know, for a long time in Montana, there's a great tournament called the Big 32, and it was basically a yep. state tournament that encompassed the 32 high schools that qualified in the state, and it was regardless of classification. I think that's something that people would love to have back because, especially when you're talking about, I mean, between... Double A, A, and B. The best, the best of the best teams can compete in basketball. Yes, I mean, like our league could have competed at any level of basketball the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Manhattan Christian had, I mean, Manhattan Christian had the only Division One player in the state in, in Caleb Bellich. Yep, as a Class C school, the, the, Caleb Bellich is good enough to compete at any level of basketball in the state of Montana. No doubt. to be certain. It's also though interesting that I think the state of, I think the state of Montana from a team perspective, has had underrated basketball. When you think about the fact that, like, did Trace Tinkle win four straight state championships, even though he was a Pac-12 player that went on to be a four-year starter at Oregon State? No, no. he did not. Trace Tinkle won one state yep. championship. Yep. Raleigh Wooster has not won a state championship yet. Right. He has finished second at, at Missoula Hellgate, and they are the favorites in AA, no doubt. But I think that's an underrated part of I it. Mean, we've seen... From Jordan Haskett and Eric Hankel at Missoula Central, a pair of Big Sky Conference recruits, Haskett to Montana and Hankel to Eastern Washington, those guys got third two years in a row. You know, I mean, it takes a, a huge effort to win a state championship, but I think it would be fun. I mean, when, when Class A schools rise up, I mean, a lot of times it doesn't really surprise me. I mean, I remember when, when I was playing at Big Sky, some of the better teams we played were the Class A teams. Mm-hmm. I remember when Dylan had Chris Dyke, who was six foot nine, came to play offensive tackle for the Grizz, but good luck guarding that guy. And we, I mean, we lost to Dylan two years in a row. When, Anaconda has always when, been really when good. When I played at Big Sky, we beat Loyola. It was the upset of the year. Absolutely. I mean, Loyola <laughs> has been better than a lot of, for has sure. been better than Big Sky basketball uh, more often than not. Uh, Oh, elsewhere, by the way, around the state, Great Falls beat Haver 69-61. Bozeman did beat Big Sky 67-42. Tonight, CMR and Hellgate uh, going to get together. Butte and Grace are playing right now. A little non-conference uh, action there. So there you go. Uh, look around the state, and we will uh, certainly track uh, high school hoops as we get further into the season. Worth noting that the uh, the open enrollment has reared its, you can call it whatever head you want. Some people think it's fine. Some people think it's ugly. Regardless, it it continues to occur in western Montana. That's not the case around the state. But 
Raleigh Wooster is back at Missoula Hellgate, but they also added the Lawrence kid from Missoula Big Sky, who was kind of the one shining star on otherwise uh, really struggling Big Sky team that only won one game last year. But then their best player goes to Hellgate. And so another stacked Missoula Hellgate team that adds some reinforcements to be sure. But as we know, double-A is always a grind, and there's some really good coaches in this state. So watching it all play out will be fun. There you go. That is our prep extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Checkings, checking and savings accounts available. Free internet banking. Find the one that works for you and your family at Farmer State Bank online at farmersebank.com. Uh, Coulter, Dante Olson. We, we touched on this yesterday, but we really didn't give it the, it's it's rightful spot because this is impressive. The uh, the AFCA, American Football Coaches Association, announced that Dante Olson became one of just 22 student athletes from all of college football. That's from the FBS through NAIA. Okay, this is regardless of division, of level, of whatever, uh, to earn a place on a team that honors leadership in local communities and overall commitment to give back. There is 137 nominees on this list. And the panel that makes these decisions includes Kirk Herbstreet, Tim Tebow, Dabo Sweeney. I mean, this is uh, some very well-known figures out there that participate in this, and this is a very big deal. Dante Olson uh, makes this list and goes down to the Sugar Bowl and was there on the sideline in his jersey with with uh, a number. I don't know if all 22 guys went uh, made it to this thing. I think they were all invited, but a bunch of them did go down there and uh, you know was on the sidelines for this football game. This is a major, major uh, you know award to be given that isn't a quote unquote football award. It's a uh, you know it's a give back, a community involvement award, but. Uh, Dante Olson has done a ton of stuff, it, it being, you know, an, an elementary school uh, uh, sort of uh, liaison or a little, you know, kind of student teacher being in there involved with the kids there, doing pen pals, being part of an anti-bullying advocate uh, and, and things in this community. He's done a lot of stuff around this town, some of which has been seen, much of which has not been seen. Um, but he's a, been a great, great guy, obviously an outstanding football player as well. But he's a, the, the Montana Grizzly hasn't been on this list since 2007 when Lex Hilliard uh, was uh, voted to uh, to this group, to this team. And so congratulations to Dante Olson. And, and what a cool thing. I mean, here he goes down to the Sugar Bowl, uh, you know, a couple of nights ago. He's going to be in Frisco, Texas on the 13th, well, I guess on the 12th, the night before the national championship game uh, for, uh, again, as a finalist for the Buck Buchanan Award. So it just all keeps on coming. Unanimous uh, All-American. We know, you know, we know the numbers. Anybody who's followed even a cursory amount of Montana Grizzly football knows what Dante Olson has been. But this, I think, even more revealing about what he was and is as a part uh, to participate in the community level and especially with a lot of the kids around this town and uh, and and very cool uh, to see him get this. That's that's a, that's an, a, an amazing thing. Dante Olson's production on the field was peerless. He broke Montana's single-season record for tackles two consecutive years, 151, followed by a Big Sky Conference record, 179 this year. So that in itself is impressive. And the fact that he leaves Montana as the all-time leading tackler in school history, more than Vince Hunsberger, more than Colt Anderson or Trey Young or Brock Coyle or Jordy Tripp, in just two years as a starter, equally impressive. But to me, the thing that is more, I mean, I, I find the academic exploits of and accomplishments of some of these guys way more impressive because I think that sometimes it gets lost just how busy these guys really are. And if you're getting a 3.0 or higher as a football player, you're doing a really good job in the classroom. And when you're a guy that's getting straight A's, that's impressive. No matter super what impressive. your major, major is, it's super impressive. 
And if you find time then to not just once in a while, but I mean, this guy is volunteering and everything. I mean, he's, right. I mean, he's giving blood. He's doing be the match with bone marrow drives. He's doing anti-bullying. He's writing letters. He's reading to kids around the community. He's showing up for everything everywhere. And oh, by the way, as a guy that's a pretty shy guy, he's being thrust into a star role. I mean, for people that don't know Dante Olson, him on the field is like Superman. Him off the field is like Clark Kent. He doesn't talk. Yeah. And it's not a slight to the kid. He's just really shy. We love him talking to him. He's a great dude. But like he also has to be the face of the program and the star and he's got to sit up there almost every week and give an interview to somebody and it's not something he's necessarily comfortable with, but he takes the time to do that too. Mm-hmm. So I think in that in that element, you look at the total body of work. I mean, he's one of the most impressive guys the Grizz have ever had. Football talent aside. Uh by the way, I misspoke on on the Good Works team. I said the last uh, Grizzly to do was Lex Hilliard in 2007. Actually, Colin Dow in 2008 mm. was the most recent uh, recipient, but still obviously over a decade ago. Lex Hilliard before that. Also, Colt Palmer, John Edwards, uh, Calvin Coleman, and Dallas Neal all were on the uh, Goods, Good Works team. Uh, so there's you know there's a, a handful of Grizzlies, but it's been a while. And like you said, for him to do that now, and especially, it, it is, man, like, I mean... There's a there's a level at which if you're like a professional athlete, you're sort of expected to have a charity or something like sure. that. And and even these college kids, because they are, uh, I mean, they're famous. They're they're you know you could be Missoula or Montana famous if you're in in at the University of Montana or Montana State. You could be nationally famous depending on who you are and where you are the college level. And so then there's like an expectation that it, well, of course you're going to go, you know visit the, the children's hospital or go to the uh, you know the elementary schools and stuff like that that very 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 few people in the you know everyday life sense of the thing actually take the time out to do and to be a college student who's you know 20 22 years old to you know certainly I'm sure be encouraged to but also make the decision to do these things and again not just once or twice but as a you know a regular occurrence in addition to all the other things he's up to uh, it is a tip of the cap to him uh, uh, certainly in that and by the way it does matter more that it's Dante Olson and not me here you know no kid wants to be my pen pal that's not true okay you know all sorts of kids that would love you know what I'm saying though I mean you know what I'm saying Sort of, I do. It you're, matters you're, that it's him. You know what I mean? That yeah, you're it, selling yourself it, short, though. That that that, that he's in twenty the guy. years, a lot of people might not remember him or other Grizz players. Where you're going to be sitting in that same chair? And they're just going to how be about that? How is he still there at their radios? <laughs> I thought he was seventy when he started. Two tell Nuwana is one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. Coulter, to finish out the hour, we got a ton of guys to uh, to get to. I'll line them all out for you. But three great interviews in the next hour to talk about the NFL and Wild Card Weekend. But I know you've been working. Working very hard on these all-decade teams. Wanted to talk just briefly about this a little bit. So, what? Uh, tell well, me so, which one so, is like. Well, let's let's actually we'll wait till Monday to do all-decade teams because I think we have enough in the barrel here to to do another Montana football hour on mm. Monday. Well, hopefully we can continue that for as long as we possibly can. But I think that's worth doing another Montana football hour on Monday, leading up to the FCS national championship game, and to talk more in depth about these all-decade teams that mm-hmm. I'm putting together. I the Montana State ones posted at SkylineSportsMT.com, and then the Montana one we'll have up by tomorrow afternoon um but i wanted to ask you this question just broadly not the guy that you think is the best not the guy you think other people should think is the best not anything but just who was your greatest athlete from montana state and from montana 
this decade. Not, not that, just, that I liked. Just that you that liked. My that brought favorite. you joy. That you that you were you couldn't. You were so excited to go see, or that you found compelling, or that you just you liked, you loved. Mm-hmm. Who 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 was your guys? Well, oh, and 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 girls too. I mean, female athletes. Anybody that's involved in this. Yeah, I mean, uh, my, I mean, I love football. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, watching Tyler Hall play was was a treat because there's there's just not people who can do what he does often at the Big Sky Conference level. In fact, never uh, in terms of the scoring. But but the guy who I love watch have loved watching play for Montana State, and it's it's not really close to me. And it's an easy answer is Troy Anderson. Absolutely, you just stole I mean, my two for Montana State. I mean, Troy Anderson. I re- I remember the very first time I ever watched him carry a football. Who, who, who the hell was 15? I mean, he he took off around the corner and was at what I believed to have been a full sprint, and I found out was a jog. And then he got to the edge and went to a full sprint, and it was it was the it was the quintessential Mike Vick running through two defenders who run into each other and fall over because they just can't imagine the angle they got to take to get to this guy. And it's I, I've told you before how how disheartened I am that he has been literally first of all unhealthy and to the point of not playing but this entire season from the very first game he has not been uh, even close to 100% even not 100% he's been can't miss and and he is he's been he's my favorite Montana State Bobcat to watch this decade and I can say that I think with uh, I mean, with a lot of kids that I've loved to watch play, uh, a lot of sports for Montana State, but but he's 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 the he's the one who I'm like okay, Troy 15's in the game, offense defense does not matter. That's who I'm watching. That's who I'm watching. Absolutely. I mean, my my list for Montana State is Tyler Hall, and I think that people that you know I, I, we've only been statewide since I I've only been on the show for a little over two years, and we've only been statewide for a year. Yeah, it's our one year anniversary. So a lot, about that, a lot that. of a lot of people around here. I think that it, when we're talking about Missoula, our biggest listener base, they saw Tyler Hall play in Missoula four times and play in Bozeman four times. Likely, they didn't see him against everybody else. And those are obviously the biggest games Montana State played in because they did not really play well or in a lot of big games otherwise. But Tyler Hall was one of the most compelling athletes I've ever covered because of what he was and also what he could have been and the. The chase for what you could have been all the way down to the end and having you still finish as the league's all-time leading scorer and have people on one hand be like, wow, what a pleasure to watch this guy, and on the other hand be like, all the things that he could, that the team could have done that didn't, or what mm. what was the missing link? Yeah, you know, Tyler Hall never was the dog people wanted him to be, yet he was, when hot, the greatest shooter of the basketball I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. I've never seen guys take so many heat check bad shots that just went nothing but net. Mm-hmm. He, he's the he is the number one on my list all time. Any athlete I've ever watched or covered of fall out of your chair moments. <laughs> he's had so many where he takes a shot where you're like, are you kidding me? Uh, and it was a lot of times, unfortunately, it was in the scope of a three minute stretch of the first half against Sacramento State. I or have something a, unconsequential, but uh, he was so fun to watch. I have a number of what I call THBs, and those are Tyler Hall bruises on my arm from you punching me when he did <laughs> when when he did something absurd and you 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 know you made great contact. 
And Troy Anderson on, from Montana State Football, absolutely. I remember the first time our photographer from West Virginia who played college football in Virginia covered a game for us, and I was like, hey, watch 15 when he's playing quarterback. And he's like, okay, yeah, he's big, strong, looks like a really tough guy. And I was like, nah, dude, wait till he hits the edge. And he's like, what do you mean? I go, dude, he's the fastest player I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no. I mean, maybe he's fast for being 230. Well, that was the game when Troy Anderson scored two 75-yard touchdowns on back-to-back plays. He had like 175 yards rushing at halftime. <laughs> and Jason texts me. He's like, you got to be kidding me. Like, what does this kid run? Like a 4-2? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, he actually did run a 10, 800 meters in high school when he was 17 years old at 230 pounds. He's a transcendent, awesome athlete to watch, no doubt. Uh, quickly on the Montana State women, or, uh, on the female side of things, Peyton Ferris is the most epic player of the decade. She was the heart and soul of Montana State making it to the NCAA tournament. But Jasmine Hamas is my favorite basketball mm. player I've covered at Montana State. She was smooth, silky. She had the game that I would like. To, I mean, she has like the, the high post game that I love in women's basketball. Turn a face on the elbow and hit the jumper right in your eye. Uh, big Sky MVP, she was a great player. And for the Grizz, it's for me, it's absolutely no-brainer. It's easy. He's my favorite Grizz that I've ever covered and that I've ever watched. And it's Michael Ogine. Is not a question. I mean, Mike Ogine is the the most relentless defender with also the most just, there's no way he just did that leaping ability and also a great, like, reckless abandon of a very slight guy. I mean, he's not a big dude, no. period. And he went in all the time and was was I mean it's it's uh it's no doubt that it's that it's got to be Michael Ogine in terms of just the pure joy of watching a kid do what he's doing that way. And I think on the women's side for University of Montana you would almost never pick anything but a women's basketball player because the Lady Grizz have such tremendous tradition. And, you know, last decade, it certainly would have been Manny Morales for mm-hmm. me. But this decade, it's no brainer for me as well. Erica McLeod from the University mm-hmm. of Montana track team is absolutely my favorite young lady I got a chance to cover. When you have the pressure of making history on top of you, not once, not twice, but three times, and then you go and, and do, do it. it. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, to, for her to blow Lindsey Hall's records out of the water like she did in all mm-hmm. the multi events and hang half a dozen gold medals around her neck at the Big Sky Conference Championships, unbelievable. One guy though, who I think is never going to be talked about in this conversation, but who at moments I thought was was just great to watch. Who's that? Trayvon Van. Oh, man. I, I thought Trayvon Van... So, a tease for my All-Decade team. Trayvon Van is on the All-Decade team. Really? Yes. I put him on the, as an all-purpose player because I think his specific type of athleticism combined with the, the offense he had to play with and the guys he had to play around and behind... Mm-hmm. His, his production gets lost. He never rushed for more than 500 yards in a year, but he caught like 125 passes and yes. had 1,500 yards receiving in his career. And his change of speed, his change of pace, his quickness, and his top end speed were all, I mean, next level. And he was, he he could he could make a house call every single time he touched the ball. Uh, he was he was great. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Hour number one in the books, hour number two, straight ahead. It's a wild card weekend in the NFL, boys and girls. We're going to get into it. We start with Mike Dugar. Covers the Seahawks for the Athletic. The Seahawks on the road at Philadelphia. 12 for the 12s. Next. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. 
The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.